0: Welcome to Maximal Being,
1: a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to
0: get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goal. And I'm Jackie
1: P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want.
0: Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on
1: to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, your hopefully your favorite layman at this point, but I'll take a second if that's the case. Jackie P, I am here with, of course, Doc Mock, the hostess with the mostest, largest calf muscles, and Dr. Varma. Uh, I'm very excited about today's topic because it's something I ask Doc Mock questions about, and now I'm starting to realize why he's excited to? We're talking about the skin microbiome and it is wild how much it interconnects with your gut microbiome. So these two guys are going to talk and I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to pull a flag because they're going to get, they're going to get up there in the weeds, but it's my introduction or my, I'm sorry, my pleasure to introduce these wonderful folks, Doc Mock, how are you today?
0: Hey, Jackie P. What's going on? Maximal Beings, Doc Mock here. I'm a GI and functional medicine doctor practicing in Cleveland, Ohio for about the next month um, and then moving down to sunny Florida. Um, but, you know, so excited to talk about this topic. I mean, Jackie P., you know that I nerd out about the microbiome all the time. And it's so interesting, you know, we, we brought this up in a recent podcast and also through a recent client that we were working with who came to us she was having skin problems. She was having a lot of acne, uh, for the first time in her life. And so, you know, where I started Jackie P I started with the poop. I mean, you know, that's where we always go in GI, but it's kind of interesting to make that connection, right. That I can do things to my skin by working on my gut microbiome and vice versa. And so I'm so excited to hear what Dr. Varma has to say. And so introducing to all of you maximal beings, Dr. Varma.
2: Hey guys, hey, Jackie, hey, Doc, Mark. It's, it's great to be here. And I'm really excited to talk about the skin microbiome because a lot's been happening and I'm sure your viewers and listeners would um, be really excited to, and interested to know what's been going on. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore.
0: Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the perfect human diet course, head to maximalbeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, Gut permeability and mental health. Personally, I take omega 3s every night, and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega 3 fatty acid supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to slash iHerb, that's I H E R B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy. 5528 and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. You know, if you don't mind just starting, I think our listeners would love to hear about your superhero origin story, how you've come to be the king of the skin microbiome.
2: Absolutely. Um, So I'll give you a little background into who I am and and kind of what my training is and then tell you how kind of I, I fell into this almost sideways. Um, So I'm a scientist by training. Um, I have a PhD from Johns Hopkins. Uh, I actually have a background in organic chemistry before that. I have a master's in organic chemistry, but um, I I basically am a biochemist and a molecular biologist. So I got my PhD at Johns Hopkins. Uh, I did a postdoc at UCSF, uh, and then I started this company, Phyla. I have spent the last 11 or so years uh, studying microbiome research, uh, doing academic research, and, and then doing applied industrial research as well. Uh, And the field itself is less than 20 years old. So I've been really fortunate to be in this up and coming young field, which is so important, has had such a big scientific impact, as well as an impact on uh, the public, which has showed so much interest in this. Um, And it's been really exciting to see this this field come up, different techniques applied, different uh, applications of it in, in daily life. Um, My origin story kind of starts when I was a postdoc at UCSF. Uh, I was basically looking at this technology called bacteriophages or phages for short. Um, And phages or phage technology is is potentially very powerful. It has a very interesting scientific history that goes back over 100 years, was impacted by two world wars. um, And coming to the present day, with the the antibiotic crisis as i'm sure you as a you know gi doctor know very much about given with where we are with the antibiotic crisis phage technology is one of the most promising solutions for this technology that exists right now. So I was sort of at the the very forefront of this. I think people are just starting to realize how powerful this could be. And I was trying to apply this technology to a field. Um, And that's where I kind of learned more about acne. And it surprised me that although acne has been around for so long, almost everyone gets it, right? 85% or more of us get it. Uh, and, And there's, you know, it's a huge industry there has just not been any innovation in the last forty years to speak of. Uh, the last novel drug for acne was introduced forty years ago, and it's a real shame because uh, the current you know products just aren't very good. In fact, when I met my co-founder, I was trying to apply phage technology to acne, and when she heard that, she she perked up. So my co-founder is Maria. She's a and very accomplished pharma executive, more than fifteen years of experience in in big pharma. Uh, And she has had acne for her whole adult life since she was a teenager. She's obviously, you know, as you can imagine, like most people desperate to get rid of it. She uh, went through three rounds of Accutane. Uh, It did not get rid of her acne. It did give her liver damage, though. Uh, And so now she still has a restrictive diet and can't eat certain foods. And when she heard about this, you know, she was just it just sparked something in her and so we got to work and and we you know started doing basic research we got NIH grants to to study this um and and fundamentally we wanted to bring a new approach informed by the latest science and backed by clinical proof that Avoids that, that gives you the same results as that you that everyone wants to see, but without the side effects, the harshness, and the relapses. Because with acne, relapses are a huge part. And we'll talk about, you know, why that is, what is the main cause of acne, how do we treat it now, what's a better way but those were some of the kind of key motivators for us to to take this key piece of innovation and bring it to the market where everyone can benefit from it and and really it can impact the maximum number of lives
1: wow i mean that's that's incredible i mean i do have to pull my lay card uh but i just wanted to say that that's very interesting the it seems like you definitely put in the time to, to research and actually get evidence-based, right? Like the facts, right? Not just kind you know, not just, you know, what feels right, or just trying to push, you know, this type of treatment, but I'd like to say, and then I'd like you to explain. Um, and if I missed it, I'm the layman. So you have to forgive me. Phage technology. Is it phage technology with, with the yeah. soft G? Okay. Explain that To me, and probably a few folks listening, what exactly is phage technology uh, from a high-level, non-PhD-having person like
2: myself? Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) I was hoping you'd ask that question because most usually people can't get me to shut up about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see how this goes, and then we'll we'll take it from there.
2: (laughs) Right. So you've been forewarned. Um, So phages or bacteriophages are harmless little viruses. Uh, that are all around us they're in the soil they're in marine life in in the seawater um, they're on us they're in us and, and they're very numerous they they don't really interact with human cells but they're very very good killers of bacteria. Um, and so their food is bacteria. Uh, in fact phages are the dominant life form on this planet there are more phages on earth than every other life form combined bacteria viruses fungi, People, plants, insects, everything. Um, They're also nature's best defense against bacteria. So about every 48 hours, every two days, uh, half of all bacteria on earth are killed and turned over by phages. And that's a huge amount of biomass that that is turned over. And it's really, really important in our ecological systems that phages do that. Now, we're constantly bathed in phages. Our gut is full of phages, our our skin, our mouth, you know, in fact, billions of phages pass through our body every day. And, you know, for the most part, like they don't even trigger the basic, you know, human response. Um, There are phages for pretty much every bacteria we think on earth. So the, the cool thing about phages is that a phage, for a certain bacterium will only kill that bacterium and will not kill anything else. So a phage for E. coli, and Doc Mark, you know this, right? Our, Our gut flora is so numerous. Let's say I dropped an E. coli phage into your system. It would only be able to kill the E. coli in your system and not any other bacteria in your gut. So if you think about it, it's a very, very smart way to go after a single bacterium, if that's what you want, right? Because sometimes you have an open wound. You don't want just one bacteria killed. You want all bacteria killed. You don't want any bacteria around there. So you put on something broad spectrum like antibiotic or ethanol, whatever. Um, but in some cases, like you know, gut dysbiosis or something, an antibiotic is probably the thing you don't want because it's going to ha- just kill everything. It's going to go after the bad guy and the good guys. Phages can help you kill just the bad guy without hurting the good guys.
1: That, wow. I mean, I don't know where to start with all that information you gave (laughs) me. I mean, like, in my brain, there is an epic war or battle going on that we don't even know about between phages and bacteria, like, just on the magnitude that's wild and the fact that there's so many phages so okay so phages all right so phages are good i'm assuming most of the time all the time right phages don't go rogue or you know cause. okay so like what what is it that uh how are you applying that i suppose uh right like it's not like you can just kind of put it in a tube right or is is that the way
2: well, we ended up putting in a tube, but it was very much not a linear. You know, it, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of, you know, problem solving around very, very difficult problems uh, and overcoming a lot of challenges that, that allowed us to do that. So, yes, at the end of the day, it sounds simple. We put it in a box or in a tube, but it took a lot to get there.
0: What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, Delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to maximalbean.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. The, the
1: parallel stories of our skin and our GI tract cannot be unsaid with you two here right i read something uh our skin which i never thought is our largest organ which is something we could talk about or not (laughs) (laughs) right and essentially we're just it's like our defense against Just, I mean, I'm a germaphobe, so I think the whole world is gross all the time, but it's essentially our defense against this gross, dirty world, (laughs) these dirty doorknobs all over the place, right? And then our stomach is basically what is our internal, like, defense system. So there's got to be, I mean, so I know there's a lot of parallels, and, uh, you know, Doc Mock, I'd love for you just to talk to us a little bit about, like, those parallels and you know, talk about that, the, the gut skin axis, right. And how they yeah. play off each other.
0: Yeah. We've talked about the brain gut access, but we haven't talked about the skin gut access specifically. And, you know, Dr. Varma, feel free to chime in here if I'm saying something out of line in your territory, but the territories being separate are part of it, right? So Dr. Varma being in the box down there and me being in the box up here, that is kind of how it works they talk to each other you know us talking through zoom but staying within their confined compartment is also integral to the success and it's also what they're saying so you know if i started to be hostile to dr varma or generate inflammatory cytokines he wouldn't like that and he'd react in a specific way that was probably negative as well such is true but with both microbiomes right so they're constantly making compounds sharing compounds Sharing signals and changing the composition of each other based upon the hostile or non hostile environment that's introduced to both areas. But they stay within their compartment. And if that compartment bursts open, they also have more of a potential to interact. And that can be either, you know, usually really bad because if the box breaks down, that's usually from a bad thing. Did I explain that okay?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean in a layman way. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I, I think I can add to that probably and, and say that um just a couple of facts will help to situate this in some people's minds. So uh the gut is an area of very high immune activity. So the immune system is extremely high at the interface of where the bacteria end and you know human cells begin. Uh, the same is true for the skin. There's a lot of immune buildup, immune cell buildup between, under under the skin, under the dermis, and um, there is a commonality there because you know we think of our intestine as having this huge surface area that helps absorb all these nutrients. Well, the skin is your heaviest organ; it's also your lar- it, largest organ by surface area because we think of the skin as this flat surface. In in fact, we discount the pores. Uh, And these pores are like these narrow, deep wells coming down from the surface. But if you include the pore surface area, I think it's something like three times the, the surface area of our intestine. So this is a really, really important space. And Jackie, like you said our skin is how we interact with the world for the most part, right? We're touching stuff, we're touching soil and things and objects and dirty doorknobs and and our (laughs) our own skin and uh, tying laces, you know, and all of these surfaces have bacteria. So it's almost a minor miracle that um, we don't have just random stuff growing on us all the time. Uh, A lot has to do with, uh, a lot of that has to do with the skin's innate defenses, But a lot also has to do with our skin microbiome, which is this community of bacteria that lives on us and prevents anything else from growing. So given that these are two areas of high immune activity, there's a lot of uh, spillover. If your skin is not happy, your gut will feel it. If your gut is not happy, your skin will feel it. We don't actually, we haven't fully uncovered all of these links yet. And we don't know how the crosstalk exactly happens, but we do have an inkling of, of how, of the fact that it does happen. And so this is an area where we're learning more every day. Oh boy, this is, (laughs) I just,
1: (laughs) you know, you know, Doc, you know, Doc Mock as the, the, the GI superhero that he is, right? Like I always was like, man, why does Doc Mock know so much about everything else as well? And then you don't realize that it's because the gut is just connected to everything. So it's just really interesting to know and see how like, yeah, your your skin is like way more important and taking much bigger role in your health and how your health presents than folks realize, right? Like I just, you know, I have a pimple. I'm like, ah. I must, you know, scratch my face when I had like grease on my fingers or something. I don't know. Like I I don't, you know, be, or if, you know, if, you know, that I know folks who might have like a outbreak or a rash and they think it's just something topical, like, oh, I got to put some lotion on it or I just got to, you know, wash myself with some, you know, peppermint soap or something. Right. And it's like, no, there's, there's a bigger story. You got to, you know, it could be your body crying for help but that's completely unrelated to your skin. And the fact that I'm 34 years old, just now learning this is cool, but also unfair when people need to know this, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jackie, <I may laughs> say your mom said something to you, right? She was probably like, stop eating that pizza because you're going to get pimples, right? But she, and she may have known that. She may not have known the why. Maybe she did. Your mom's pretty smart, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she knew, but that's why, yeah. right? That's why, yeah, right, and, and and
1: that leads to a question that I've always had. I've always heard, and Dr. Varma, I need you to, the people need to know, right? Oh, if you eat too much chocolate, you're going to break out. If you eat too much greasy food, you're going to break out. Some people used to have their own thing, like, oh, if I eat too much cucumber, I'm going to break out, all right? Like, I mean, in a sense, it may be connected, it may be not. But like, can you speak to, I guess, like your diet and, you know, and how that might affect or show in your
2: your skin? Absolutely. Um, So let me wind up a little bit and then I'll get your question because I think setting the table here is important. You know, I always start by saying that um, most people should know that they have a rainforest on their skin a rainforest's worth of diversity, right? This rainforest, its trees are made out of microbes, bacteria, fungi, viruses, and that's what we call the microbiome. And it's a rich, diverse community that lives on your skin. It lives in your gut. um, And it actually has a very important protective function. Now, you are healthy. I'm healthy. We're healthy in different ways. Our microbiomes are probably very different. But when we're healthy, our microbiomes are in balance, when you have a chronic bacterial disease like acne or even eczema or rosacea, a bad bacteria comes in and overgrows, disrupting this balance and causing an imbalance. So to get back to clear skin, you need to redress that balance and, and get back to a balanced state. Um, harsh products, and by the way, all acne ingre- active ingredients are antibacterial. Um, you're antibiotics, benzoperoxide, peroxide, retinoids, they're all <clears throat> antibacterial. But while they're killing the bad bacteria, they also kill the good bacteria because they're indiscriminate killers, right? So it's taking this rainforest and converting it into a desert by killing all the trees. You don't want that. You want to go only after the bad guy, reduce its population to a normal level so your microbiome can get back in balance. Now, switching to acne, what causes acne? Yes, you're absolutely right. There are many, many factors because acne is complex, right? Diet, stress, hormones, genetics, they all play a role. But what they do to your skin is they change the quality or quantity of sebum that's made on your skin. Now, sebum is just this oil that's produced by our skin, right? It, it's really important for our skin because the reason your skin produces it is to keep your um, uh, sort of skin cells moist. Uh, lock that moisture in, prevent, you know, uh, premature aging and fine lines and wrinkles. Now, this sebum is also the main food for a bacterium called C. acnes or cutie bacterium acnes. It's on everyone's face. It's on your face. It's on my face. It's on the face of every uh, adult on this planet. But obviously, we don't all have acne. That is because we all have our own balance with C. acnes, the, the C. acnes that lives on our skin. When you change that amount or quality of sebum on your skin, it changes the level of food for the bacterium, right? And if the bacterium sees extra food, it overgrows. This pings your immune system and the immune system says, wait, there's too much of this bacteria growing. I'm going to inflame the immune system, the the skin in order to get rid of it. And that's the inflammation, the pimples is, is just that. That's the inflammation from your immune system. So Yes, if if someone eats chocolate or spicy food or you know whatever their trigger food is that changes their sebum on their face that results in the overgrowth and that causes acne. Now the, the 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 oiliness or the change in the sebum is an indirect cause of acne. The direct cause is the overgrowth. Uh so some people try to dry out their skin, but obviously given that sebum is needed for your skin to keep it hydrated, to keep it from aging. Um, that's not a great idea. Uh, instead, if you could kill or or control the overgrowth of the bacteria, you can have skin as oily as you want, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, you, you, your skin will still be clear.
1: Woo! the, the metaphors are just, I mean, tar- on target every time. I, 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 I have no question. I can't even throw a lay card because it was like such a well- described, you know, answer. Okay. All right. Well, Dr. Pharma, I see where you are and I'm going to meet you there because I have more questions. Okay. Um, So, okay. So food, so can potentially, right. You know, cause these, these, these flare-ups, right. And you say, yes, hormonal, right. And, and all those other things that have a potential. So what, what would you say is one of, when it comes to someone's skin microbiome, like, what would you say is like, their number like the number one mistake you see like if there's like something that you see more widespread okay like like if if you can say something right now that everyone out there that's doing something that's terrible for their skin microbiome and you could say hey listen cut it out what what would that be and why
2: um i'll give you two um and i think the first one is like i said uh People think drying out their skin is probably the solution for acne or, or some other condition. Uh, there's two things wrong with it. The first is that um, it's, it's usually not the answer. You know, sebum is produced by our skin for a reason, it's natural and it actually protects your skin. The second is your skin is a homeostatic system. So your skin wants to hydrate your itself at a certain level. If you take away that hydration if you keep taking away the oil that it produces it actually kicks the sebaceous glands into overdrive it makes it want to produce more and more because it's trying to get that hydration level up to a certain point and so usually after drying out their skin when people like take a break from that and say oh man my skin's so dry i need a break there's your skin is revved up to needing to produce so much oil that 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 kind of wave of oil splashing on your, your skin is overwhelming. And people say, Oh my God, this is why I keep drying up my skin because my skin is so oily. No, you're actually doing that to your skin. So when you stop over cleansing your skin and stripping it, yes, it takes a few weeks, but your skin being a homeostatic system will slowly slow down its oil production and say, Oh, this person isn't removing all the the oil from my skin as much. And so maybe I should stop producing that oil. It's a gradual process. It takes a while. But you know, that's, that's one thing you shouldn't do. The other thing is you know probably use as, as few ingredients as your skin needs. Uh, there was a study that showed that on average, uh, in modern society, a woman puts on 500 ingredients on her skin in a single day. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think you need every one of those 500 ingredients. And if you think about the number of ingredients, I mean, at some point it's just choking your skin and your skin is having to you know deal with that burden. And that might be one of the reasons why, uh, you know, our sensitivity to acne, to pollution, to, to all of these things is so much higher now, because yes, there's pollution, it's extrinsic, but then there's stuff that we're putting on our own skin because, you know, out of choice that maybe we don't need to.
1: Wow. That's, those are two very well. Have you have you received these questions before and you just kind of have them in a the pocket or
2: uh, just... uh, no i i just think about them a lot because <laughs> is, you know it's it's something that i gotta think about all the time yeah. and and especially when we're making our products right trying to make things that are highly effective but also not unnecessary um that minimalist ethos is, is just part of our company wow and
1: and you know so we we know we have discussed it. Explicitly, you have tum tum issues in your GI. Boom. This flare goes up your skin. You might get a rash or something. Is there anything reverse Doc Mock? Is there something where like, oh, like something like a, a ailment of the skin might upset your stomach? Is it flagged down as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, there definitely are conditions like that. I think the, the thing that comes to mind probably first and foremost is atopy, which in in normal people talk means allergy conditions. And you know, maybe you agree or disagree with that, Dr. Varma, but a lot of people will get allergy conditions first manifesting on their skin, and then it will pop up other places. So then they'll get asthma, then they'll get nasal polyps. <clears throat> then they'll develop their food allergies later in life. And I think that there is a kind of a uh, bi-directional flow with those sorts of conditions as well. A big example of you know where the skin is crying out for help in the GI world is in inflammatory bowel disease. <clears throat> On a prior podcast, we had Dr. Susan Case and Dr. Mo Naim, two inflammatory bowel disease experts come and talk to it. But For Crohn's disease, for ulcerative colitis, often we'll see people start their flare by developing certain rashes on their skin. Even if you don't, if they don't have diarrhea, if they don't have GI symptoms yet, that's the first warning sign that something is brewing inside of the gut. So, you know, it's this fascinating interplay with these conditions. And I'd say that the common thread, as you alluded to, Dr. Varma, is that inflammation, right? There's, there's this immune or inflammation crosstalk that's going on that really mitigates the process. What's going on maximal beings doc mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know that way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.